It's been a hot minute. Dude, it has, and I'm so fucking tired today. <laughs> I'm literally Same. having like the most ridiculous day. Uh as usual. I feel like we just had back to back to back to back to back to back to back meetings? Yeah, more or less. And then I was like, oh, I haven't worked out this week, so let's work out, shower, and all that right before hopping on with you. So I am yep. thoroughly thoroughly wiped but all right I'm so i'm gonna have to carry the energy no i can carry the energy i'm just uh okay. maybe not feeling you the said most, that's so maybe not the most creative right now uh, uh i guess okay so 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 we'll get we'll get an honest blunt alex i think so as opposed to darting around the bush we'll just get right to the action yes exactly uh, very direct <laughs> yeah oh man how have you been you've been kind of like I've all over i feel like I know it's it's been a while. I mean, I think last we talked, I had just come back from Alaska. Yeah, right? back from Alaska, yeah. and I've, I've, if you happen to click on the link included in the show notes to go check out PK's Instagram, he has some beautiful photos posted there, and I'm sure oh, more to you. come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, loads more are gonna come. Um, I'm like trying to just slowly edit as opposed to trying to do all the edits in one shot, so it's like a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, I hate to say this, but I'm done with summer. Hot girl summer needs to be over. And anti-vaxxing summer needs to be over. And I'm ready for it to not be 95 degrees with 90% humidity in Philadelphia. Because I didn't realize this. I'm generally fairly sensitive to heat. But holy shit, it's just sapping any will to live. It is it is exhausting. Like I and I think just for like a, a comparison, Alex, I haven't had a genuinely good, at least to me, good workout in like a month. I just don't have the energy to wake up in the morning, like at all. No. It's it's exhausting. It's funny you bring that up because I've noticed that it's been a little bit cooler here and actually a little bit more humid than normal um mm-hmm. and yeah like i'll go to work out and i'll be like oh my god like why am i sweating so much and like why am i just so much more tired than normal and yeah it's yep. totally the humidity i mean it yeah many factors but the humidity is one of them because like i could work out when it's 90 here you know like 25 percent humidity and it really doesn't bother me that much um yeah it's pretty manageable but yeah like especially when you're getting you know like 90 100 percent humidity Ugh! literally i don't even want to exist like i don't want to do anything like i just want to sit there yeah it's so it but it's it's really weird um so it's just like it's odd to be in that state so just like i know we talked a little bit about like being kind to yourself last Mm -hmm. week like last podcast and fortunately i edited that episode pretty recently um and yeah i like I know I was helping you out, but I think that conversation between you and I also helped me out for the last mm-hmm. couple of days. So that's actually been really, really nice. But other than that, um, vibing. I mean, work's been going really well. Kicking my ass. You know how um, I, I generally describe it this way? Like, um, I was I was a chemical engineer, right, for a hot second in undergrad for like two semesters, so about six months. Mm-hmm. Um and by no means is chemical engineering easy. I took thermodynamics. That was really hard. But I still got like a decent amount of sleep, like six or seven hours a night. I mean, with my absolute inability to, you know, prioritize good time management, really. Um, and I switched into design school and I was just like even worse on the sleeping side. And that's why I feel like it is with this job. Like last job, I got some sleep. 
It was good. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I love it. I work even harder and now I'm even more tired. Mm-hmm. Like the number of days I come back from work and I'm just like, I want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I just go horizontal on the couch. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine is such a good show, though. Oh, my God. It's such a good show. Oh, it's hilarious. It. There's like, I, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into anything after The Office on no, Parks and Rec. Anything after Parks and Rec on NBC, I yeah. haven't really gotten into. Um, I'd recommend Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, it's pretty funny. And the nice thing is it's like um, like the relationship drama so far doesn't feel like it's just dramatic for the sake of being dramatic, mm. right? Like it's like it actually feels a little bit more realistic. Like a guy and a girl kind of like each other and then the guy kind of likes the girl, but... It just timing doesn't work out. And then when the guy like when the girl's single, the guy's in a relationship. When when the guy's single, the girl's in a relationship. And like and then eventually it sort of works. So um I don't know. It's cute. It's funny. Um I know it's about cops and it can get a little sensitive given the events that have happened within the last few years. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, I was reading about this, the actual writers of the show addressed a lot of those topics at the time. Um, so season one, season two, season three is a little bit older, mm-hmm. but if you watch the seasons, like the season that came out during the George Floyd, uh, murder, they address a lot of that. They bring mm. up a lot of p- police brutality. Um, and so it's actually, it's, it was, it got positive reception as to how they handled a lot of that, which was really interesting. That's awesome. That's good to hear. That's like, yeah. I, it, I always feel like there's so many just like cop shows, detective shows, murder mystery shows, like war shows. That are just, it's just like, I, it does not even remotely interest me. Like, I don't care. It's not realistic. It's like dramatic. And I think it actually, you want to talk about like damaging media. I think it like, it, it does a lot of work for what poli- how police departments function and all that stuff now. I feel mm-hmm. like it's paints it in a very rosy picture. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to check this out. I like I don't even think I've ever seen an episode. I've seen like some clips uh, of the show, but I've never actually like watched a full episode. So I know Andy Samberg is on it, and that's like how he's I hilarious. Heard about Terry it. Crews is amazing. Yeah, yeah, Terry Crews is awesome in this. Whoever plays Captain Holt amazing so and like captain hole's character is gay so they address a lot of gay rights and a lot of gay issues in the workplace which is also Ooh. really cool i would say that this is less a cop show and more just like a modern situational comedy that's actually not tone deaf to societal issues mm. and so actually tries to tackle them and respond to them in an appropriate way that is appropriate for the current time um and it just so happens to take place at a police precinct. Like you could probably lift this and put it into the office and get a very similar show. Gotcha. In all honesty. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah so the whole cop thing is actually more like a like a quaternary pentiary element, like a pentium <laughs> processor. Ancient, old, and doesn't really matter. Oh man, I remember when everything was a Pentium 4 and then the Core i series came out and that was a big deal. Oh, the i3, i5, i7, i9. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, when well, the i9s came out, I was just like, they come to 9? <laughs> what is this? 
<laughs> well, I remember they had the core duo and the core solo, and then they had the core right? two duo. Those were all like the initial ones, like when the Mac transitioned, those were all the initial processors. And so I remember those ones well. I used to know like the chipset name or the architecture names, like all the code oh, names yeah, yeah. for them. I, I still like loosely Data do, Lake, but... Coffee Lake. Yeah. Um, they used to be, uh, well, they used to be like, uh, Santa Rosa. They used to be like different places in California, um, for the architectures. Back I in wonder the day. where Apple got that idea yeah, from. What a novel, huh. what a novel idea. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's funny. I mean, Pentium force. Although I feel like core two duo sounds like the name of Tesla's new car. Don't e- like, I don't even want to talk Chevy. about that, that fucking company. I am so over the grandstanding of Elon Musk and his like vaporware bullshit that he pushes. Oh, what happened? What? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I've I've actually been like societally tone deaf. I don't follow news anymore. Um, what happened? He, he like launched some Tesla robot that was like, a mannequin. <gasps> oh yes, I heard about this. Like a mannequin in a suit. Whatever. It was just like it's just like okay, it's cool and the goal is interesting, right? But. The way he sells it and markets this stuff is just such obvious bullshit. Like, when you look at the industry where all the closest competitors are, like, it's just, like, it's just so disingenuous. Even down to things like the autopilot system and its naming and how it's gone through, you know, all these revisions. And it's not a true autopilot system as its name intends, right? Um, Right. I don't know. I'm just, like, not about it. Their cars are fucking ugly. Um... I, I yes. appreciate aspects of it, but as a package, not about it. Um, I don't know that. No, it's the terrible. I've come to that conclusion. Um, I, I came to it. It's when like a, it got announced. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like Tesla cars are like the gym bros that you're like when you're in college, they're kind of appealing, but then when you kind of need some level of emotional maturity, it's entirely absent. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the channel Cinema Therapy on YouTube, um, which I don't know why I didn't put it in my cool shit, but um, I'll address it here anyway. Really cool YouTube channel, and they did a whole series, um, and I think they're in the middle of it right now, where they're literally shitting on Twilight, and it is everything I need in my life right now, because it's awesome. Um, just like, what makes a healthy relationship? What doesn't make... Like, literally going into movies and, like, why is Die Hard such a... Uh, like, why is it such a fan favorite? And it's Bruce Willis shooting and doing good stuff, which is great. But I think the subtext under Die Hard of, like, why he kind of is able to save his marriage, mm-hmm. they, like, break that down. Mm. Um, like, they did... Like, the whole, like, why is Twilight actually an abusive relationship and it's one thing to say it but then to actually have a therapist a licensed therapist and a filmmaker both of them have actually are like experts in their field come and talk about everything wrong with the film and everything wrong with the psychology of how things are portrayed um it's really cool like they did a whole thing on mean girls which was really interesting about social dynamics and i love that i have a soft spot for um, mean girls is this just to clarify are you, cinema summary is that the channel you're cinema therapy cinema therapy okay cinema therapy so um really cool channel i mean they do a whole like uh superhero series so they break down tony stark his ptsd his narcissism how mm. realistic is the portrayal is it actually genuine to put tony stark on this pedestal even though he's a narcissist how does his character evolve and 
uh, as a result his relationship with penny how does that evolve um they also do like a whole supervillain one so they did one on loki which was really interesting um and kind of like the whole living in the shadow of your brother and having bad parents um very very cool youtube channel that i think you and lewis would genuinely enjoy because it's fun but also pretty educational so it's like a you know 45 minute long tiktok video <laughs> yeah no i actually haven't heard of this i i've been watching um like this guy i'm sure you're film theory and like he has an offshoot channel food theory which is how i actually got into the film theory because he does like different like things about oh my god i don't even know what wait no i don't are. know this oh really his, his channel is like super super popular um his name is like matt um and yeah he does all these different theories uh like his one of his last ones was like why does taco bell like upset your stomach and he like gets into that or like what's the perfect burger topping and the perfect order for those toppings um and he like what's wait, what's the film youtube channel uh film theorists it's film theorists the, the, the film theorists yeah and then the food theorists yeah and then there's the game one too those are like his three channels um but he gets a little bit a little bit into the psychology. It's a bit more mainstream and a little less like in the weeds. Like this one you suggested seems a little bit more in depth. Um, but it's fun, kind of in the the same vein, uh, content wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because so I think it's really interesting. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but so like I guess I'm just gonna put my heart on the sleeve here real mm-hmm. fast. So growing up and like in an environment where people really liked twilight um it was really interesting to just see how um i mean i'm a, i was in eighth grade i'm a you know going through puberty male right like all guys wanted to do was talk to girls right like that's all we really wanted to do mm-hmm. in a sort of heteronormative sense mm-hmm. and um and all these girls were all over Twilight, right? Like, they loved Edward, they loved Jacob, and it was really interesting to, like, try and understand what they loved about these characters so much. And as a guy, you'd, like, try and read the book, none of it really makes sense to you, and you're like, why is this appealing? Um, And it kind of created this vibe of, like, the bad boy or the bad guy was the one that you want to go for. And I think there was a series of media stuff that came out, like, movies and TV shows and tropes that happened afterwards, and it was really interesting to like sort of as a guy like as myself who was attracted who is attracted to women Mm -hmm. um just to kind of like think about why that was sort of the stereotype and you can definitely flip that for women and girls and i'm sure they've experienced women have experienced that for a lot longer but to get a taste of that as a guy was fascinating and it was actually kind of nice to have someone genuinely break it down in such a way that um like Yes, this was mainstream. Yes, it made a lot of money. Um, and yes, they got some great, gorgeous actors and actresses to play these roles. But that's not how you should look at life, mm-hmm. um, which was, yeah, it was kind of nice. I like, I, I appreciated that. No, that's a good point. I totally avoided this series, like The Plague. I had a bad introduction oh, I tried to. to Kristen Stewart. And I don't know. I just was not into the whole <clears throat> vampire thing. I thought it was really cheesy. Um yeah so i i didn't pay too much attention to it but you brought up something interesting and i don't know if we want to get this deep but about just like uh narcissistic characters and like idolizing them and i definitely Mm -hmm. idolize narcissistic characters way too much like tony stark steve jobs oh yeah uh house like 
Like I was mm-hmm. always like, oh, they're like yeah, so but smart. Like, they're like such visionaries. They know what they're doing. And, and it's, like, it's okay bots. to be narcissistic <laughs> and mean because yeah. like they can be fixed and they're surrounded by all these people that care and yep. they want to be there for them because they believe they can be fixed. Mm-hmm. And like, no, that's there's nothing healthy or good about that. Whether that's a male, a female, like whatever you are, there's nothing good about that sort of tragic character and i'm sure again like some of the more real world examples were probably you know maybe taken a little bit far out of context just Mm -hmm. based on interactions but um yeah like it's just it's not it's not healthy it's not good um for anything long term and it's just it's nice to have these people kind of like taken down from their pedestals for a hot second and i mean i'll credit a lot of that to the fact that i'm like emotionally mature now or more emotionally mature as a person um and i can actually think about these things reasonably like i've had a lot of bad relationships that have been because one of us has been fairly narcissistic or like the bad person or like playing hard to get or abusive or controlling right like having gone through that it's yeah it's kind of nice like cool yeah well that's that's like what you see in the films too right like yeah you see you know cat and mouse chase all that stuff right and you're like okay well this is how it works and it's like okay well actually this is really toxic this is mm-hmm. fantasized and not really applicable to everyday life it doesn't mean to make a successful relationship um exactly yeah, yeah. if anything it leads to non-successful relationships but I, I like I don't think you could have convinced me otherwise when I was younger though, is the thing. Oh, like, same. Like I feel like you draw your own assumptions, you're drawn to certain things, and I, I like I would have told you to F off, like if I was like fifteen, yeah. sixteen, you try to like approach this with me, right? Like it's just not you kinda latch onto certain things and then it's kinda up to you to like figure out and work through those things and you, you choose what you want to take out of them. Everything yeah can't be an example, right? Um it's like up to you and like your parents to kind of like police that and set the framing of it and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, back to like, I don't know, even basic censorship of like swear words on radio and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just don't buy that stuff. I feel like it's on the parents uh, to approach that and handle it. But anyways, this was a rabbit hole. Uh, yes. We have some- well, I mean, I if you actually looked at the pre-show, I said that it'll happen naturally because it's been a while. So I kind of foresaw this happening. I didn't really want to stop it. Like it, we're our own parents. It's okay. We'll police ourselves. And I think this was fine. It was a good. It was a good pre-show. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So so intro real quick. Hi, I'm a hundred percent powered by renewable resources. Alex Huffaker. That is false. When we're going to touch on that when you get to your car. But, right? Right? Yes, we are going to touch on that. Um, Hi, I'm a candle in the moonlight. PK. I, I, I felt so good about coming that up coming up with that in the shower and i was like i wasn't thinking like like resources i meant like food and like water and stuff like that um but yeah no i I man you have to bring it to the supply chain and you just threw it all off for me because you're well well no i didn't bring it to the supply chain i brought it back to your favorite you know tech billionaire entrepreneur that likes to just do cool shit and raise money because he can't deliver a product in the last three years zinger (laughs) man yeah, I was gonna say you and I have delivered more product than that man has uh, in the last three years, two years. I, yeah, I just have a lot of problems with him. I 
of all the billionaires, um, he is my least favorite. Um, with Jeff Although Bezos it's... in a close close second, they they swap positions quite a bit. I would say. <clears throat> I was gonna say it depends on who wrote what article at what point during that day. Seriously, sometimes they tie within the same day. I just can't um, take like but... the anyway yeah anyway anywho we'll get to that tangent in a hot second um but yeah welcome to red eye design a show where we share our views on design and its daily role in our life um so yeah it's been a while um there's a lot that we want to talk about so we probably won't be able to get through everything that we want to touch on so probably lots of follow-up in the next couple weeks hopefully alex and i are going to get back into a regular cadence we started thinking a little bit about alternatives to skype and i think zoom seems to be the way to go for a lot of other podcasters so really excited about that i think we're even going to try and do something a little bit more mobile a la an ipad so we'll see if we can do that and we'll touch on this in a little bit because alex has an additional usb port but with that little teaser um let's touch on safari and apple's beta program um so i put this in here yep because i uh just got um the iphone beta so it's the latest iPhone beta. So granted, it went through all the revisions and the ups and downs. And I I actually kind of like the iPhone version of Safari a lot now. Um, I know some, oh, some folks prefer having the search in the top bar. I actually kind of like it in the bottom bar. It causes a bit of a disparity when it's like doing multiple searches in DuckDuckGo because then the bar is in technically two different places. But... I like the direction. I think it's better. It's easier on my thumbs and I'm not stretching as much. I still have problems with the iPad version and I haven't even downloaded the Mac version because let's get real here. The Mac version is probably not going to be great and I'm still going to use Safari because of battery life, but yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so that's kind of like my general synopsis. I'm curious if you have any raging, fiery thoughts as I try and get your energy level. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with you. I have actually been a pretty big fan of the Safari version uh, since the beginning. It obviously has gone through a lot of... Like the iPhone version? Yeah, uh, excuse me. The iPhone version of Safari, mobile Safari. Um, yeah, I I think it's really at a good spot now. I, th- I would make some tweaks visually a little bit maybe make it a little bit more unified but i get what they're going for with the gestures and the concept of these floating floating address bars that you can kind of swipe on and interact with them i really like the gestural interface but it it was a bit too much and it's not very discoverable for normal people so i i appreciate the walk back the ipad and the mac i don't even know what they're trying to do anymore like it's fine they've corrected things to an extent and it's usable, but it's just like, why? Now it's just a zombie. Like it's a Frankenstein version where it's neither here nor there. And there are certain things that I don't think make sense. Like I think the most annoying thing for me uh, on the, the iPad version is the tabs are above the bookmark bar, which doesn't make sense to me Hmm. until I, th- I don't, yeah, I, I think I don't it's use like it the tabs the are above bar, the So I don't even I don't even know. I haven't played around with that. Oh. I think I do, and I do believe that I can't I don't I can't grab my iPad really quick, but I think the tabs are above the bookmark bar. Someone can definitely uh, fact check me on that. But it's just the way the interface moves up and down when I open tabs and close tabs, and there's there's no discoverability to know how to close the specific tab that you're on if there's only one tab, which I kind of understand that you shouldn't want to close the tab that you're on, especially if that's the only tab. Mm-hmm. But it's just... it. 
Again, like it just feels like a zombie mode or like a Frankenstein version of everything that's happened. I'll also say I like the the iPhone version. I'm worried my mom's not going to understand it. And that's usually the bar for Apple features. And I hate to say it like it's just not going to work for her. Um, she's going to get it. She's going to be like, what is this? How do I use it? Um, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense. And when I open up her Safari, she's going to have 800 tabs because that's how but she that's rolls. that's fine. That was already an issue. That's like a pre-existing thing. Like people just don't manage their tabs on Safari. I, I think it's actually pretty accessible and even more so one-handed, right? Which is one of the main goals is that you yeah. have all this bottom nav. What, what upsets me about this is not that they've revised things publicly and they're trying to correct usability issues because it, it did have usability issues. It, I guess I was thinking about this, um, I guess it's like kind of a thread I've been thinking on for a while. And like one of the things when like I wanted to go on a Mac was like, okay, everything's set to find, you know, there's not tons of like settings and things. It was a bit more... Um, prepared and presented to you it didn't have like a million little options and i feel like both good and bad apple stuff has gotten more and more options over time and like the fact that you now have a setting to distinguish what position you want your nav bar to or the toolbar to be in on mobile safari and on ipad there's also another setting there as well to switch between like compact view and the old style it's like I don't know. It's like, what's the what's the end game here, guys? Like, I get it's Safari and it's your main your main product, but like, I, I thought you were supposed to like simplify things, create things that work for everyone, not add more options and more settings. Like, be a little yeah. bit more declarative. If you're gonna go this route, stick with it and like make it work. I don't know. Hit it like, out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I, it feels it's like, the, it's like yeah. It's like designed by democracy, right? Which there's a time and a place for it but i think at the end of the day um like there's a reason why designers have their job as designers there's a reason why developers have their jobs as developers because they're really good at what they do and it just feels like um it's kind of like back in design school right like when like mike would get pretty frustrated with us when we weren't confident in our decisions Mm. and it just seems like apple's not confident in their decision and I'm glad the beta program happened. Um, like, I I think it's good that they got public testing or able to go ahead and iterate on the design. But it seems like it was one of those instances where Apple just sort of caved to public pressure and public opinion in some ways. I mean, I would and, guess... And again, that's not bad, but I don't know. It just, I think to your point, like, it's just... It kind of goes back to the too many options. Like they're trying to do something, but they also want to make sure everybody's happy while not like pissing off too many folks. And I'm like, uh, I get it. It's a balance, but to your point, like, I think this would be an area where like, if they even did even remotely a little bit of internal testing, I know they're very secretive and siloed and all that stuff. But like, like you could have avoided this a little bit and I think it would have been a little bit further along design wise um, instead mm-hmm. of being like, you know, basically redone over the course of the summer um, to have right. it ready to ship on the new phones this fall, like within a month. Yeah. Basically. 
I know, I think to your point, like if they did internal testing, like the state that we're in right now at the end of this beta is probably what we could have started with. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been way more compelling. And honestly, I think at that point, we probably could have gotten rid of one of the options. Like they could have, they would have had enough time to tweak the designs and we just get one. And that's the one that, that the product ships with. And I think to your point, Alex, like that kind of goes along with the Apple way of... We know it's best. We've done a lot of testing. We've got good taste in products. Trust us. We've done a great job so far. Um, and we're going to ship something really great for you today. And yeah. Seriously. And it's not like they're, they're afraid to make opinionated choices. I mean, they literally shipped like probably the biggest visual redesign, modern redesign oh, and, ever. Don't forget shitty keyboards. Yeah. And shit. Well, yeah, that's a separate <sighs> story. But like software wise, iOS 7 was a drastic departure from anything before it and like it introduced all its own little usability issues all the thin fonts yep. low contrast no outlines all that stuff but um they stuck with it and they revised it and they made it better over time they didn't give you an option to go like revert back to the old style they did give some like concessions and accessibility settings and all that stuff yeah i'm fine with that but yeah i don't know i i it, it feels like someone's being cautious here, which I get because it's Safari. It's probably one of the most used apps on the iPhone outside of like messages, maybe. Um, yeah. But like, I, then that makes me think, okay, maybe we should have been a little bit more strategic about this and how this rollout would occur. Mm-hmm. Like if that was your biggest concern. Anyway, I, I don't think there's that much more to say on it. I think they've corrected things. It was just an observation with this whole process. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah, I'm, there's going to be a lot of good lessons learned from this. So I, I'm actually, if, if anything, really excited to see what the next version of Safari is going to bring and how they sort of unveil that public uh, beta program. Because um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of whatever debriefing, scrum of scrums <laughs> things that they want to do. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of good lessons learned. I know Apple's hired a lot of new people, and I'm sure they've learned a lot over the, the last couple of months about uh, how to make good products and how to make good software. Yeah, and just, just one asterisk I want to add on to this is I really like more bottom-focused UI. Um, I really like this, this move and the shift to this, and I really want to see more of it. Um, so I commend them for that, and I'm, I'm happy with the direction, and there's going to be some, some growing issues, of course. Um, but even just like looking at maps and how maps does it with that kind of bottom sheet that slides up and it's pretty dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they've actually really nailed that UI. Um, so it was actually yeah. even more surprising that they didn't bring over elements from the maps UI. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, I, th- I think that's just a, a baseline. Like that's just an element of being siloed, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Un- un- unless Apple decides to bring back an iPhone 4 or iPhone 5 form factor or screen size, really. Um, That's not going to happen. I- yeah, I know. Look, a man can dream, okay? I did dream and I got the mini and that's the best I'm ever going to get. <laughs> right? And it might only exist for one more year. I know. So. I've, been, I've been honestly kind of tempted. Like, do I, do I upgrade my phone to this 13 or whatever it's going to be called mini just to like lock it in for a little bit longer because uh, I do love the form factor. My biggest complaint is battery life. Um, I love everything else about that phone. I think it's perfect. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, shall we move on? To I some... think we have some big news. Yeah. So I, I finally got a car. Finally. Uh, yeah, I think we should just drive into this topic. <laughs> 
Are we going to floor it right? You know, are we going to floor 100%. it? 100%. Are we going to put a brakes on this? <laughs> you, remember, put it into gear first. Yes. Well, thankfully, I got an automatic, so I, I only have to worry about putting it in drive and park. Prindle. Right, exa- Prindle, Prindle is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thou must Prindle thy car. Uh Oh, man. Dude, it's like, it's cool. So I got an old, like, used car. It's like an 07 Accord. Um, it's in pretty awesome shape for the age whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hang what? on really quick you can't say 07 is old because if 07 is old you and i are ancient well, we are i mean old by automotive standards but yes anyway <laughs> anywho I'll, I'll fight you on that but anyway um so so yeah so i got a car finally and it's just been fun like going or i guess fun on some level very interesting just like navigating this process of like you know, doing title transfer at the DMV, getting the plates, like getting insurance, getting the car inspected, figuring out how to do like certain maintenance on the car. Like I, I am really thankful. Like I, I do not have my license. I have my permit and Lissess's license. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thankful like growing up, like my dad at least like walked me through like, or I was around to like see like him like checking fluids and like just doing like basic car maintenance stuff. So it like made this mm-hmm. way easier. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun with it because of course, like I realized like, wow, working on a car is really easy compared to like, Jared. Uh, well, t- compared to like, <laughs> I grew up like, you know, taking apart computers and iPhones and iPods and it's like very yeah, delicate, microelectronics. very delicate and precise, right? Cars are like, like big ass plastic connectors, like they're designed to be popped apart and I was like, oh, this is great. This is like so much easier. You've obviously never maintained a Nissan GTR, but I have anywho. not. But like, well, <laughs> at least in this Honda, um, like I took out the whole center console because I was trying to figure out the like, oh, this is fun. I, I don't know if I told you this. So it had an iPod adapter oh. kit and okay. it wasn't working. And I was like, why isn't this working? I couldn't figure it out. So I took it apart to check the connection. There's like a cable that comes out of the radio and it goes into this little converter box and then the converter box has like an aux and a 30 pin a 30 pin connector anyway wow um old school so i'm in there i take it apart it looks fine and i go to undo the cable coming out of the radio that goes into the box right and i've never seen this before but it like shorted itself and melted the plastic on the connector so they were fused together um and it was like corroded it was like all messed up so i still have to get a new one i don't know if it even it might have even fried like that part of the radio it was connected to because the pcb board yeah so i don't know i have an fm transmitter now which are just as bad as i remember them being um Mm -hmm. when, when they work they work all right like it's not the worst thing but just like the background static like we couldn't even drive around like 45 minutes going one way without having to switch channels yet and getting all that background noise yep especially for here like such a crowded big metropolitan area like you know every band is going to be used up by something so you get all sorts of oh yeah yeah it's also the aliens yeah exactly well yeah exactly they're trying to communicate <laughs> um so so i need to i need to go and buy like a new kit there and like uh we have to like get this there's like a heat shield near the catalytic converter on the bottom of the car and it is um hanging over the catalytic converter 
as we drive. So it's not quite being a heat shield. It's I was like, about to say, are you doing a rocket re-entry? It is like not secured. It's basically like balancing on the catalytic converter. Like it's just like balancing there underneath the car. Um, and I still haven't, I haven't gotten it in yet. It's like fine. We can drive with it for the moment. Like mm-hmm. it's not like so bad. But yeah, I definitely need to get that fixed. Uh, do all that fun that's stuff. amazing but i was going to take it to a car wash because it has bugs all over it from when we shipped it and yeah. i can't because i need to get that fixed first i was like oh my god i'm so glad i thought of that because like you know the automated ones were. can like, you imagine that it would have like tore the bottom off i i just like saw it in my mind I was oh like, yeah oh my god i'm so happy i didn't take this car. it would have torn the bottom <laughs> off would have gotten jammed somewhere you would have seen a bunch of smoke the attendant would have come out and been like what the expletive 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 and you would have just been like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I only have my permit, dear lord, help me. The police would have shown up, it would have been a whole fiasco. Actually, you should have absolutely done this, because can you imagine that sh- like present, like that conversation here? Oh, it would have been so good. Oh man, it would have been, no, it would have been fucking terrible. Um, it's funny, like during this whole process, I was very anxious, because I haven't like gone through, and I was very nervous about transferring like that of state title and doing all that, because it mm-hmm. wasn't like very that's another story i they literally just sent me back paperwork because they have a question on one section so now i instead of mailing it back to them i'm gonna go to the dmv and make sure it's handled so i don't have to friggin hear from them again for ever like another year with this car but um uh, what was i gonna say we were talking about uh documentation documentation um oh anxious you were yeah oh yeah anxious so uh, Lewis, er, I was gonna say your white hair count has Lewis, gone up. Lewis was like, he was like, you act like there's a claw in the sky, and it's gonna take the car, grab it, and like throw it in the dumpster. And I was like, that's exactly what I feel like. I feel like like someone is gonna come and take this car away if I don't get this paperwork like processed correctly. Um, and so now, now we refer to my anxiety as the claw. Uh, the claw is is always present, ever looming, uh, rarely actually comes into play but the threat of it is enough to to keep me on my toes wow it's like that what is it the proverbial uh like the sword hanging over one's head what's what that phrase I, I think that's the phrase i don't know 100 percent, but I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah, the yeah, sentiment's yeah. The it, exact it's just same. yours is a claw exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you you just are the little three green aliens from toy story literally the claw <laughs> that's exactly what i pictured like a big claw machine just coming down grabbing the car and just throwing it into the junkyard um <laughs> that was the, that was the and, visual uh, meanwhile you're literally about to get into the car and that's when it all happens yeah exactly right they're like waiting they're watching and waiting until until i pop in and they're gonna take me with it um yeah no thankfully thankfully it was smoother i mean we did have hiccups but it was just like like what it's the stupidest shit that's been like a hiccup like mm-hmm. oh you have all the paperwork that you needed actually and all the signatures and all mm-hmm. that stuff but um you didn't get like your your vin verification so go outside and wait in this other line get your vin verification and come back in with the vin verification to complete the paperwork like stuff like that and i was like yeah okay. i didn't even see anything about that online uh but i'm glad oh. it wasn't like a big deal so yeah. yeah it's been fun we we got to drive to malibu which was really really cool Ooh. um we had some family here so that was like a fun drive and yeah i've just been kind of like coming up to speed on car maintenance um yeah i kind of feel it huh. i kind of feel like jared um i don't know i'm not afraid to like dive in i replaced what, what have i done so far I've torn apart the center console to figure out what was wrong with the mm-hmm. iPod connector. I um, replaced the headlights 
both headlights. Mm-hmm. Um, replaced the wipers. It got all the fluids topped off. Um, I have to buy... Oh, I found... You need a front license plate here. And in Pennsylvania, you don't. Um, so, yeah, which is kind of nice. Yeah, so I like was like, oh my god, I have to go buy this front license plate holder because it like doesn't have one like built into the front. And then mm-hmm. I ordered one from Amazon. And then I was like going and checking the tire pressure of everything. And I went to the spare tire and I opened it up. And I had the full front license plate kit with all the hardware and everything there. And I was like, oh shit, this is great. So I installed it and like got that all on. Um and yeah, I need to like go order like some like plastic clips. It's so wild. It's like so counterintuitive to change the lights. There's like plastic in the like the the, the headlights? front headlights. Yeah, like change the bulbs okay. out to change them out. There's like basically like a shielding in the wheel well, and there's plastic clips that like secure mm-hmm. it into the body and into the bumper. Well, you pop those plastic clips off. Uh, one side didn't have any at all. So that tells you about the maintenance people and how thorough they are. Um, yeah. So it didn't have it at all. You like basically bend this plastic back. It feels like it's going to break. Like it's such a weird procedure. And then you kind of like shimmy your hand in there. You can like see the light. Uh, undo the giant connector, which is amazing because I'm so used to uh, yeah. like, those tiny fragile connectors. Literally, where you're like yep. sweating, hoping you don't like snap snap it or like tear the ribbon this, like m- micron thin thing yeah, yeah exactly um and yeah you like kind of have to swap it out and then i learned that like you can't touch it i had to get gloves and supposedly i was supposed to get grease um but i didn't get grease because i was like whatever i already been spending too much uh and then i got silicone <laughs> dry silicone lubricant um which was the shit because i did it on all the power windows and the moonroof oh yeah and the squeaking stops yeah it stopped and sped sped them up it didn't fix like the back window kind of sticks um i think Mm -hmm. there's like a bigger issue there but all the other windows it like helped them out so much it was so cool to just like see the difference with with the silicone uh lubricant on them so yeah like lots of little stuff like that i've been getting into which has been fun uh to just that's kind of um yeah, I was so I was gonna say. I mean, that's that's one of the nice things about an older car. Like, I think the '07 and earlier, anything before like the early teens, is generally pretty accessible when it comes to doing maintenance. And that's one of the nice things about the older vehicles, and one of the downsides of the newer vehicles. Like anything mm. that you get new has so much electronics in there that maintenance is actually fairly tricky um, to do, uh, especially if like some software thing breaks. There's not much you can do, and given how much of these car systems are driven by software, mm-hmm. it's hard to make these sort of tweaks. So that's kind of nice that you have like this older car that a lot of things are snapped into place. Like they're not trying to do the whole um, Tesla approach of like streamlining pieces into one really big piece. So if it breaks, you need a whole big piece that comes out of it. So um, yeah, I mean, this is actually really exciting. Like I'm, I'm really happy for you. Uh, it's like. You you know, like we we've kind of talked about like having a project or something that you can build and iterate mm-hmm. on and expand and kind of customize, and it seems like this is kind of like a good project for you to do that. Not saying that you're gonna like get turbos and like low ride it, 
Although I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get a sick paint job on my four door. You're just gonna Accord. go NFS on this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, all Need for Speed, right? Just like all Tokyo <laughs> Drift. Like you're just gonna be like cruising down the LA roads, just like drifting over and over and over again. Yo, I could totally see that. You gotta get frosted tips if you do that. If you do that, <laughs> I want frosted tips. Okay, spike tail. Two thousands like boy band aesthetic. Yep. Yeah, I got you. I um, got you. And the funny thing is. I, you could definitely pull off like Justin Timberlake from InSync. I totally wanted the frosted tips back when it was in trend. I could, e- I, could I even. I still want frosted tips. I could still do it today. I have not felt very adventurous with my hair, but uh, yeah. You don't want to go platinum again? Fun. No, I really don't. At least not how I did it. I would get it professionally done if I was going to bleach my hair yeah. again. <laughs> get it like at least like color matched, like tone matched more than anything, like for my yeah. complexion and all that. But uh yeah no to your point like it's been nice i mean i i'm always in my apartment i work here i work out here (laughs) like i do everything here so it's been nice just to first like get out with the car right go run errands go to like new places we haven't been before and then also yeah just to have something to work on that's like different environment i'm outside just like i don't have any screens sounds like you got a new puppy yeah no it's it's really nice i have i have my puppy uh, cat next to me right now sleeping on the desk uh, cat dog <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> but you know it's it's just been a nice change of pace something new to think about and like we'll just watch videos on all that stuff and to your point it is older so it is more accessible like i don't mm-hmm. think new cars are nearly as accessible. and it's cheaper way cheaper because parts are like the just economies of scale have like brought driven costs down mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious as you kind of work your way around this car, like I sort of have an understanding of how some of these design decisions are made as to the manufacturability of mm-hmm. it. But I, at least so far from the car designers I've seen on YouTube, I don't know how involved they are on the actual manufacturing side of it. Um, it seems like they're not, but I'm kind of curious like as you like work your way through clips and how those clips are made like i imagine they're like big honking things because they obviously need to be watertight and water sealed so best way to do that is just you like would really think, long prongs but i'm finding that is not as true as i assumed um really yeah like things are way more exposed than i thought they would be no no no. they're exposed like i don't i don't think they like the clips has rubber gaskets on mm-hmm. them right but they're but they're like long prongs like yeah, they're at least yeah. half an inch thick so like if it's going to rain and if that's going to short circuit like you better be submerged underwater like three and a half four feet deep for like 30 or 40 minutes like that's the only way water's going to get to it um which I think is like a really interesting approach that they take behind that. And I always found it was really fascinating how like the entire engine's exposed and like. Right. But they don't, have to, you can't quite see the pistons moving. But if you like moved enough parts, you could definitely see the pistons moving. Mm. And like, I don't know if I'm okay with that. And like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for you to like mod this car in such a way that it's just either Tokyo Drift style or you're going to go like off roading style. So it's lifted with these massive tires. <laughs> get like the four headlamps over like on top where you can just like beam light anywhere you go and you're like scotty beam me that way <laughs> i i think i'm gonna keep it pretty stock i it's like in pretty good condition there's some things i need to fix like i don't know when this happened i i don't even know if it's happened since we got here but like the roof lining the fabric in the back corner the adhesive has literally just started like worn off from the phone so i need to like figure out a good way to like just reapply like some sort of spray adhesive and just kind of 
tack it back up like lots of little things maybe i'll take maybe i'll take apart the door and figure out why the stupid window like doesn't go up all the way in the back um but the only big thing like once i fix that bottom part which i'm gonna have to take it to a mechanic because i can't do that myself that metal shield um mm-hmm. the only big thing is yeah, get seeing if i can get the ipod connectivity working and if the radio shot or whatever because it like shorted something out i'm just gonna stick with it i think um because yeah i don't know i don't see a reason to like invest a ton in the car beyond like normal maintenance and making sure it works for us um but i was gonna say you can just get a portable battery pack connect to home pod bada bing bada boom that is not the worst idea and i i hadn't thought about that actually i did look at carplay radios for it um oh those are probably all well yeah that yes exactly they all look terrible the way the car is designed you have to replace the controls for like the ac and all that um yeah they all ran like android it's disgusting Uh, i wanted no part of it um even though carplay would be nice it also just doesn't I don't like when you see old cars and it just like looks tacked on to it, right? Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't want it to look like that. I, I do like when things all fit together. That's why I really liked, did you see Porsche did for their classic cars? They did a radio with CarPlay built in that worked in their classic <gasps> yeah! cars, but it was it's designed so to kind of go with that. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think these CarPlay radios were like, what, three inches wide? Like, they were minuscule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, that, just just give me that. Like, just, I want that in my car. Like, that <laughs> looks so nice and beautiful and sunny. Like, let me read a map to figure out how to get from point A to point B. That's amazing. Or use my watch and phone. Yeah, no. So, uh, little, I, like, beyond little things, like, I need to get it detailed. I want to, well, I want to fix the bottom, get a full wash, and then I want to go through and, like, detail it do like clay bar and wax and all that stuff like just keep it up on it because you're gonna bondo the shit out of it and then like you know buff it down sand it up do the whole thing it like doesn't have any rust there's like a little a very little bit like on the rear like roof where it meets like the rear um windshield but like it does Mm -hmm. it just looks like the paint has just kind of worn away over time there yeah from, from like snow and whatnot but um yeah i mean I think it's, you couldn't ask for a better first car. It's like in good enough condition that we're not going to have any problems. Like it has good maintenance, low mileage, but like, it's also not like it's new. So I'll be pissed if, you know, someone hits our car, God forbid in LA, like where people literally drive like maniacs here. So um, I won't be like too upset if something like that happens. It's all the music, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, that's my, my car update. Hopefully I can get all that maintenance stuff wrapped up on it. And uh, yeah, next step is moving. Now that we have the car, I was, I was waiting. Oh, did you find a new place? Uh, We haven't. I want to wait a little bit longer. Um, Uh huh. Not even wait a little bit longer. Like, I just want to take a breather. It's been a little yeah. busy, like past like month and a half, two months. Um, That's fair. But yeah, we're definitely Settle looking. Like I want to explore a little bit more too. Like just explore the area a bit more. We've come to actually. And this is kind of what I thought would happen. Appreciate our location uh, and how far we are from things. Like it was really nice that you know we were like uh, 40, 45 minutes from Malibu, uh, and we even went to like a further beach. Right, like that was really yeah. nice to have. Uh, where it would be like, you know, an hour and a half if we went a little bit further east uh, and moved more towards like North Hollywood and stuff like that. So Or like downtown LA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it, it does have a nice like 
centrality to it is that a word um sensuality centrality yeah close enough sure, sure. yeah uh but it's it's pretty yeah, sensual living location <laughs> yeah it's a central central location like it's like like almost like 45 minutes to the beach 45 minutes to downtown 45 minutes to the rest of the valley um like it's kind of nice in that way um overall so we'll see what happens but yeah moving moving is definitely next on my list that's really exciting though yeah i i'm i don't think we're renewing our lease here so probably need to get starting to think about what area i will say graduate hospital the area i'm in mm-hmm. perfect it was a nice it's area like, when i went there i was impressed yeah yeah like perfect spot great area very accessible to the city don't have to worry about like when shit goes wild um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i'll probably end up staying in the area i just gotta find a one bedroom but we'll talk about that later um so i think now that you have a car you have a key to the keyboard um all right talk some magic to me let's do this um so i broke down pk so pk and i got ipads basically at the same time the new ipad pros twinsies um, and it's okay i'm a hipster though i okay i set the trend you know what's funny i got the pencil i really <laughs> haven't used the pencil and i think it's more of a nuisance than anything in day to day i kind of wish i didn't get it to start off and i wish i got this keyboard before um i wasn't going to pull the trigger because they're like 300 dollars, and i was like uh do i really is it just it's 250 for the smaller 350 350 really yeah oh man brand spanking new 350 i didn't even realize anyway very expensive for for a keyboard accessory for a computer um and so I was just like, no. Your next computer is not a laptop. Remember, yes, exactly. It's not a computer. Don't call it a computer. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was like browsing, like just like deals and whatnot. Like I look at like deal sites for whatever. I actually got a Costco membership, and from this deal site, they I got a forty dollar uh, gift card with the membership. So it kind of like paid for most of the membership uh, with that. Anyway. Ooh. I like looking, Fancy. keeping track of like deals. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I saw this on Amazon and Amazon had it for $150. And I was like, holy crap, that's like 50% off an Apple products. Like, yeah, you basically never seen Unheard 50% of. off. Like a new, a new one, like current model Apple product. And I was like, man, for $150, like I had, I've used them before. I've seen them in store. I know what they're like. Um, and that was one thing I was, I was just missing with the iPad. Like I was trying to do some work on it, even just like typing an email outside. And I was like, I can't do this without a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like it just takes me so much longer without a keyboard to, to use this thing. So I broke down and I was like, you know what, worst case scenario, if I don't find it's useful, I can still return it. It's through Amazon. And it was kind of like back ordered a couple of weeks at the time. Um, yeah, but so I ordered it, I got the black one cause that was the one that was on sale and i was like i'm not gonna fight it fine with it whatever um it is wonderful um Mm -hmm. my two biggest complaints are it's kind of a pain to open um yes like it doesn't open like their laptops with like one finger it's a very stiff hinge um so it's a two-handed operation and the magnetic clasp is also pretty yeah yeah so it has pretty strong magnets and then my only other complaint with it so far has been um, the lack of like any sort of function keys, like adjusting the keyboard brightness or 
like yeah. like media controls, anything like that. And I get why they didn't include it, but I is there even a way to control the keyboard backlight in the OS? Yeah, there is. Like I haven't yeah, been yeah. able to find it's it. It's through mad settings. buried. Oh, is it like yeah. settings, keyboard, backlight, or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's not accessible. Yeah. I thought it yeah. would be in Control Center, and so I kind of looked. And That's what I thought. In there, but it doesn't seem like it is. Um, it's not. So that's my biggest complaint. And then just getting a, a little bit used to like the enter key is small, um, and I'm used to like a big it's enter key. It's really small. So that yeah. threw me off as well. Um, but I mean, I have to say, like using the cursor on with the trackpad on the iPad is really nice. I hope they bring some of that to the Mac. And I think we talked about this when it like first came out that I can like mm-hmm. totally see them bringing some of those things. Um, even just like the fluidity and switching between the different little like glyphs from the pointer to the eye beam to yeah. the, the spinning beach ball. Um, yeah. So I, I've been really impressed with it. Um, and my trip this weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Phoenix this weekend. Um, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my first trip where you I flying actually flying or driving. Flying. Uh, it's so cheap. Oh. It's so cheap to fly. It was like hundred dollars oh, round trip to go, to go there. Damn. Are you visiting your sister? Or yeah. For shits and giggles? Yeah, I'm visiting okay. my sister. It's like her birthday this weekend, so we're just gonna <gasps> hang out. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's gonna be you know a nice breezy 111. Um, so drink. Yeah. Lots of drinking. Uh. Yeah, lots of water. If I, if I drink alcohol yeah, on 111, yeah. I'm gonna literally uh, no, pass no, out. no, no, no. I said drinking. You thought alcohol. This is on you, my friend, not me. I was vague. Yeah, you purposely left it vague. <laughs> you set me up. Um, no, but yeah, no. So I, I'm excited to use it. This this will be the first time, like trip I, I'll have it for because I didn't get to use it when I went to, to Philly in May. I didn't have it yet. So um, yeah, it'll be really fun um i'm looking forward to it it's just like a quick weekend trip um just go and see here but it'll be a nice yeah test. so i'm uh, i'll say two things so one i think this is where you're really going to see the benefits of having 5g on your ipad um game changer game changer when it comes to travel i'm actually really excited to hear your thoughts on this when you get back um and i think when i when i mentioned i think we were talking about this a little bit offline like one of the biggest reasons why i feel like my ipad is a content consumption device is because it's missing that keyboard Mm -hmm. and the moment i got the keyboard like my relationship with my ipad has changed to the point where the 15 inch laptop actually like the one i'm recording on right now completely discharged its battery that's why it took a while for it to boot up wow. because I needed to charge it. And that says a lot. even then, I don't use the 13-inch MacBook Air all that often either, which is also really shocking. So, like, so, so. I have two laptops <laughs> that I don't use. Um, and literally, almost everything I do is done on my iPad. Am I ever going to get rid of my Mac? Most likely not because I still do photo editing on it and I want a podcast and it's all not that. There yet. But yeah. Yeah, it's not there yet. But that being said, the fact, I think it's the combination of having all of my stuff in iCloud Drive. Mm-hmm. A, that is massive. Two, bringing the keyboard over to the iPad. And three, just the form factor of the iPad. I think you and I talked also about the size. And I absolutely think the 11 inch is the right size for me. Um, it's small. It's portable. I almost kind of like, I think, I again, we also talked about this offline. Mm-hmm. I really like 
just having that keyboard feel so nice. Like I almost want to start a blog just so I can type with it more. Right. Like I don't actually like, I, again, I mean, I think we have, I have enough to say, but we do that in our podcast, but like, I just want to type with it more. Like mm. it just, it seems like such a nice device to do some basic creative work, like nothing it high feels intensity, very focused. nothing because you're, yeah. you're tied to one or two applications. So you, you really can't get distracted right. and move around that much. And it's, and I can't, and I can't pursue a creative endeavor that requires a red camera, right? Like I'm never going to be, I can't be MKBHD with an iPad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's no, there's no pull for me to feel like, okay, I need to drop several thousand dollars on a camera. Do I still want a Leica? Absolutely. But that's a whole other conversation. We can get into that later. But um, like, it's just, it feels so nice. It feels so portable. I take it with me to work. Um, I can still access my files. AirDrop makes it so easy to move from my personal iPad to my work computer. If I ever need to share like an SVG or like an icon set that I have on my own and bring it into work, I can do that. Um, It's just... It's so nice and it makes me question like and I I don't even know if my next laptop is going to be a 15 inch like it's it's I almost so like close. the smaller form factors like yeah. so I had a family friend touching on a couple of points um she like messaged me a couple of days ago and she was like I want a new computer do I get an iPad or a MacBook Pro and I want the biggest oh, I had the same friend I want the too. biggest screen and I yeah. was like, okay, well, what are you going to be using this for? And she's like, watching stuff, typing emails, browsing the web. I was like, okay, well, iPad. There's no reason to get a MacBook. Um, and then she was like, she said the biggest screen. And I said, okay, well, that's tricky. And that gets a little bit trickier. I said, this one is bigger, but in my experience, it is very unwieldy to like hold and use and chill on the couch with it. Like it is just too big for, for most people to yeah. use like that. Um, Unless you're like, you really have a, a purpose or you're doing a ton of work on it, like like at your desk. Like it is right. a true laptop replacement. Um, and so I ultimately recommended to her an iPad Air with the option to get a Magic Keyboard if she wanted to take more emails or stuff like that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, I mean, if you're not in a creative field and you're not doing like tons of data entry or typing or something like that, like I feel like for most people that is like the de facto go-to. Um, I, yeah. I could not imagine recommending a Mac to anyone unless they had like specific applications or creative workflows um, that really required that. Mac or PC, a, a laptop basically. Uh, yeah. I just don't see it. Well, so it's funny you say that because I also have a friend, he just got into MBA school. So he's back into the grind of classes and he was just like, do I get an iPad or do I get a Mac? And he fortunately was just like, so the reason I'm asking you is because you have both. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Um, so and so he just came over and he just played around with both of them. And I think he ended up going with the MacBook Air um, just because it was a little bit more of that traditional form factor. I think when it comes to academics, it's, it's nicer to just pet. have a laptop. Because you like run into yeah. like weird apps or programs that it's like or like with remote schooling, I know like there's been like different like lockdown apps for like taking your tests and all that stuff like yeah i feel like it's just easier um it's just easier on a laptop and then there's also like inevitably something's gonna happen with a file format and it's just gonna be pain in the ass to try and convert that file format on your ipad because no one has the adobe creative cloud or creative suite 
on their iPads, unless you're in the creative industry, at which point your iPad's not your primary device. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's getting really close. Like, he was very close to pulling the plug on the iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard. It just ended up being the same price, and he's like, or a little bit more expensive, and he's just like, I'm just going to get the base MacBook Air, and I'll just bump it up to one terabyte, because I can't do that on the iPad without spending oodles of money. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's getting really close. Like the feature parity is there. Um, it's yeah, it's the soft. I mean, we've everyone talks about this. It's yeah, the software, it's software that holds it back more than anything. Yeah. like it is not the hardware in any way. Um, not at all. Yeah, it's just the workflow of it, and even like the files app on on it is like it's good, but it's not the Finder. Um, it has plenty it's not of limitations. Finder, it does. That being said, the fact that they brought files to an iPad, I think is like, again, pair that with iCloud Drive and the ability to sync shit. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's amazing. Like, I, I'm still curious if I can open a Lightroom catalog uh, from iCloud Drive into Lightroom Probably. on my iPad. I, I want to play around with that because then I might actually be able to zoom through photo editing. And I think that would actually be where I'd probably use my pencil a lot more because I agree mm-hmm. with you. I don't actually use my pencil all that much. And I, at work, I just like writing in my notebook um, with a fountain pen. It's just, I like that friction and that scratch. Uh, so. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell me about your, your Apple watch? Yeah. So uh, if you want to look at my wrist, do you see what's on there? Not an Apple watch. Um, I broke mine. It's broken. Oh, it's finally dead. You, you shattered uh, it? Okay. So. No. Okay. So, um, it looks okay on the surface. All is content. All is well. Um, that is because I pushed the screen back in. Oh, it just totally popped off. It just popped off. It just, it just popped out. Um, I was actually kind of excited. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was, cause again, it's a series two. It doesn't get any more software updates. I think I hit it against something and I started noticing it popping off and I just kind of like, wasn't sure if that crack was supposed to be there or if it's supposed to pop off. There's like an extra seam that sort of appeared because I think it's pretty seamless between the glass, but there's like an extra seam that you can just kind of sort of see there. Yep. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. And it just popped off. And then I was just like, I'm not going to actually pop all of this off because electronics. Um, and so I just pushed it back in and I stopped wearing it and it's no longer weather sealed. But shh, don't tell anybody Is- because I can trade it in. Is the battery expanding? Is that why it popped off? I don't. I don't because that's so. that was like why. Also, your crackles of... back. My crackles back. What? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. So anyway, back to my Apple Watch. Sorry for the little interlude. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's because the battery expanded or if it's because I like accidentally hit it against a wall or something. Um. I mean, it's uh, it's been on the charger for the last two weeks since I came back from Alaska and it hasn't popped off or anything. I haven't touched it. I just, I don't wear it anymore. So um, it's interesting. I kind of don't miss it other than for workouts. Uh, like it was just nice to know how many calories I was burning so I could figure out how much I should or should not eat. Like, so I could be a little bit more conscious, but it's kind of been nice by the fact that I actually don't get notifications all the time. Um, and I don't get pings on my wrist. So in that sense, I almost don't miss the Apple watch. And I kind of like the fact that I can wear my fancy mechanical watches a lot more. Cause I just feel, I don't know. It just feels nicer. Um, Am I going to get the new Apple Watch? Probably. Am I still going to get the Sapphire Crystal? 
almost definitely because I know how I treat my watches and it's just, it's going to go through a lot. So yeah, um, I'll probably end up getting one. I'm, I'm excited to get a new one, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy this one died. It's just like, it's lived a good life. I think it was its time. So I've been through this, like this full life cycle with the Apple watch, just as you have. I had like the original one and this is actually- Oh yes, I remember. Yeah. And this is like, this series four is like my second one that I've had. Um, and the original one, I got the Sapphire version. So yeah. a couple of things. I agree with you. I basically never use the apps on it. Um, mm-hmm. What I use the most on it is, and that's why I really like the utility screen or whatever it is. I always have the UV, which is really important here, like making sure. It's just more, like a good reminder to me too to put on sunscreen before I like go out anywhere here because it's always like so high here. Um, the UV, weather, like activity rings are nice. I don't pay a ton of attention to them. But I do like mm-hmm. when it just is like, hey, you closed your ring today or uh, yeah, you know, you're that really feels close. Nice. So, yeah, that's like a nice little like boost. I do appreciate that. Um, I have basically all my notifications turned off. The only notifications I get are for messages. That's it. I don't get anything else on my watch. Um, Ooh, so it's, ki- it's kind of like dumb in that way. Like it, it's like such basic little features that are keeping me there um and that's why i didn't invest in one of the more expensive ones the stainless steel and the sapphire crystal when i got the new one because it's like it is such a like it has such little utility to me um the Mm -hmm. utility it offers is nice but not enough for me to invest in one regularly let alone a higher end model um even though i do like the stainless steel and the sapphire crystal it's very nice and how it feels like if i was getting an actual watch of course that's what you go with right right um but like my methodology or my thinking behind like things like the home pods the apple tv the apple watch things that aren't like primary devices is like i'm basically going to use them until they're not supported or they die on me um i don't see a huge reason to like actively replace them especially because they're like not getting tons of yeah crazy revisions um and actually my pick addresses a little bit of your concern about the sapphire crystal um at the end of this so i'll I'll cover that then yeah yeah yeah. so so just to kind of like expand on that i completely agree like Mm -hmm. if i actually saw my apple watch as a primary device i would have updated it long ago um i don't but again knowing myself and kind of how i have a pretty bad tendency to just hit walls when i'm walking it's the tall lanky arms it's just it's bad um i know i'm gonna get really mad if i get the non-sapphire crystal and i gouge it um and it's just it's not something i want to go through it's not some sort of like emotional trauma that i want to set myself up with (laughs) again trauma is probably not the best word to describe with this but you get the idea i'm dramatic we all know this 41 episodes in um so I'll probably end up getting the Sapphire Crystal just because I know it's better. It's funny because, I mean, you know the Moon Watch that Omega makes? Mm -hmm. Yep. So they have two different versions. One's a Sapphire Crystal and one's a Hesalite Crystal. So the Hesalite Hesalite is more an acrylic, but it's more true to the original Apollo missions. And I think the watches that astronauts wear up 
traditionally still they can't have sapphire crystal on their wrists because sapphire obviously shatters and so when it shatters you can get these tiny pieces to enter float into space equipment and essentially cause them to short circuit whereas the hesolite would just crack um so it's kind of weird because i feel like i might get the hesolite if i ever got the omega moon watch which i could definitely see myself doing in a couple years but something like an apple watch that i'm just kind of like all right i'm gonna use and abuse this bad boy until it like ceases to function i would definitely get the sapphire because yeah i want to use and abuse it and never be aware of the fact that i use and abuse it mm-hmm. yeah no it, it is impressive how well the sapphire holds up after years of use like things that you're like oh man i totally like just put a, de- a scrape in it or chip in it um oh even my actual watches, like the mechanical watches, like yeah. the the Breitling and the Omega that I have, are all have um, sapphire crystal. And I swear to God, there would be instances where I feel like I grinded against sandpaper. Like genuinely, this watch should not have any resale value whatsoever, <laughs> just because of how poorly that like last five minutes have gone. And then I look at my watch and I'm like, oh shit, my dad's gonna kill me or something like that. Or there goes my pocketbook trying to, you know. Fix it, replace it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it looks like I didn't do anything to it. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's Which is some cool shit. Yeah, no. So, well, I want to tie it into the screen protector, but it's just, it's interesting how it, beyond the fitness angle and like I said, like weather, like I've never been able to get into anything else with it. I've tried, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like holding it up and using it for any extended period of time sucks. Um, and it's really good as just like a passive information display. So good. I, I mean, the health aspects are cool. I do think the, e- the ECG is really cool. Um, and I've yeah. used that a couple times. Um, I like the heart rate, like all that stuff. The health stuff is cool to have it tracking in the background um, and just being able to see those trends over time. I do appreciate that. It is a very passive device. And... I think I would question it more if, like, the next iPhones had, like, always on displays with, like, passive little widgets like that are on the Apple Watch, right? Like, if I had the UV as a passive little widget on my iPhone, like, I would have less reason to go... Rumor has it, that's what's coming. I know. So, that's, like, I think it's going to only get trickier over time. But if they keep adding interesting health features and health sensors, that that is enough for me to keep it and wear it passively. Cause I do like those trends and just having yeah. access to that data. I think that's, that's really interesting. Uh, especially like not now, but like, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be able to be like, Oh, like my, uh, you know, my resting heart rate has like gone up like over the past decade. Like maybe I should look into that. Like, yeah, like long term do some cardio. That stuff's yeah. really interesting. So it does have a place actually, there, but no, I agree, but I was going to say, I think you and I have also talked about this. I think what's going to happen with the watch is your phone's going to be in the pocket, taking care of most of the processing. Your watch is going to be how you interact with an augmented reality heads-up display, and then all of the audio communication is going to come through your AirPods, and you're going to wear glasses and AirPods and your watch, and that's ultimately what the future of the watch is going to be as like one-third of this AR heads-up display or a quarter of this AR heads-up display. Mm-hmm. And I like I think that's just how that's what it's going to be. I mean, they're going to keep adding health sensors because they need some angle for this product to exist right now. Um, but until that heads up display comes in, I 
don't think we're going to see the watch really come into its own until then. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I'm curious to see how it progresses, yeah. but it's always had a tenuous value to me. Um, beyond like the first one, more me just wanted to try it and see how it would integrate. Right. Uh, but long term, yeah, it's definitely fallen into that like health notification niche um, as an appliance. Um, anyway, to some cool shit into my point earlier about the sapphire crystal um yeah i so i got the sport model when i got the the apple watch 4 and that has the ion glass or however they're Mm -hmm. branding it and i scraped the f out of that screen uh trying to get something from underneath my stove my cat has springs and she likes to you know throw them underneath there uh so i had sprung under there and so it scraped against like the tile on the floor and i was really upset about it so i was like okay well i'm gonna have to start using screen protectors because a i hate the feeling of these gouges b i don't feel like replacing the whole device as we've talked about um and c i was very hesitant to put one on to start because i really don't like screen protectors at all um i just don't like the feeling of them i don't want anything to do with them uh so i had begrudgingly had a set of screen protectors for my watch and i just finished them it came with like eight and it was very much like did you ever have like the zag invisible shield stuff it's kind of like gummy like not super clear um like film that you put on displays and devices yeah you know i'm talking about hated it yep yeah so that's what these screen protectors were and i hated them um and so i just ran out and i went to order a new set of them and these ones are also plastic they apply the same way but the finish on them is so much closer to glass it's smoother my hand isn't like or my finger isn't like kind of sticking moving across the Mm -hmm. screen or, or interacting with it um and I actually, as far as screen protectors go, I really like them for the cost and the finish. Um, it's much closer to like a glass-like finish. Um, and then it totally smooths over those like two gouges on my screen. So um, that's nice. A possible a possible option if you don't want to spend, huh. you know, the extra, was it like $200 for the Sapphire Double model. your money. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's really not that bad. Um, I mean, you do have to replace them every so often is, yeah. because they do like the edges aren't protected. So they do kind of start peeling up over yeah. time. But like I've had them last for like two to three months at least um, before, which isn't like terrible considering, you know, your sleeves are always rubbing against it or you're bashing it into things. Um, and yeah, what really sold me is just like the overall feel of this one on my finger. It didn't feel gummy. It didn't kind of like... Uh, affect the display at all in terms of like clarity or things like that um Mm -hmm. i was pleasantly surprised by it and it was like what is it it's a set of eight i want to say for okay six pack for eight dollars pretty not bad pretty cost effective um so that is one of my picks this week if you have an apple watch and you have any of those concerns um (laughs) definitely definitely some of the better ones i've gotten and then the second pick which i was very excited about um lego came out with a i love lego i have so much lego in my parents house like bins you and i both and bins and bins of lego um there's actually a couple sets i, I want to go back and get but um anyway i've held off from buying lego as an adult because uh it's a lot of space it takes up and mm-hmm. it's just like another thing to store and i don't have a ton of storage and 
it, it's like and they're fragile yeah they're fragile and they're an activity i really enjoy doing but like once they're built like they just kind of sit you're there. not doing anything more yeah. yeah so i've held off for a while and lego came out with this kind of botanical collection um where they had Beautiful. a bonsai they had a, a, a vase of flowers um i think they had another one i want to say like a bird bird of paradise or something like that yeah that i think well. that's the one we got um and so i had been kind of watching this for a while and i i went a little bit back and forth on it um and i i it was on sale it was like ten dollars off the set um mm-hmm. again a good deal and i was like right. all right i'm gonna for do Lego, it oh yeah 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 exactly like ten dollars off legos is pretty good um and it was so fun it was such a lovely set it has different petals you have green or green leaves and then you can switch over to the cherry blossoms on this little bonsai um it's really fun to build um it looks great i have it like on our nightstand kind of as like a a plant Uh uh-huh and my my own complaint is that on the cherry blossoms it's frogs um yeah which is a little weird like I don't know. I have a hard time getting past it. Uh, they're like pink, light pink frogs. And then there's also flowers mixed in with them. But it, it's just a little strange looking uh, when they're on there. <laughs> I agree. I think it's it's very, it feels very Lego though. Like yeah. it feels very Danish about it. But um, yeah, no, I, I love them. They're, they're, it's so good. I was, so I was also debating back and forth to get the, the Lego bonsai. Um and then getting the shuttle discovery, the space shuttle discovery as well. But there was another Lego set that had come out that I decided to go with instead. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm so happy you got the Lego bonsai tree. It's so nice. Like it's just oh, it's so good. Yeah, it looks so good. It's really fun. I I'm very happy yeah. with my with my purchase. Um, yeah, it's something like nice too that I can display. It fits in multiple settings. It's not like you know a big kit either, where like you need a lot of room. It's like small and petite enough that you can set it on your desk like any other plant uh and it fits there um yeah and it was just fun to like see how they put this together because it has to look like a plant um Mm -hmm. and like all the different components uh that they brought into it um like they have like little like monk uh elephants trunks that act as the roots and stuff like that it was cool to like identify the components that went into it Mm -hmm. like having grown up with them and, and seeing them over time um so yeah that was that was really fun and those those are my two picks this week. Fancy. Um, so my pick for this week is another book. I seem to be on a bit of a book run. Um, so it's called Exhalations by Ted Chang. Um, Ted Chang is a science fiction uh, author, uh, or at least that's what he's known for. And one of the stories that he wrote turned into the movie. Uh, what's the one? Shit. I forgot what the movie was called. I literally had it on the tip of my tongue. It had Amy Adams in it. Um, she was a scientist and they had the aliens come from Earth and the language was like circular. Um, it was like these big rocks that were floating and it was about like nonlinear time travel and not like kind of a thing no don't ask uh, me i don't know i know i know i know i know i know you're probably yeah um anyway it was a really good movie i'll see if i can find it um but it was it ended up it was a short story arrival and yeah that's the one yeah yeah arrival yeah so he wrote the short story that um inspired arrival and he had a new book that came out when I say recently, I mean like the last two or three years, like recently within book realm. So anything within the last 10 years, um, it's called Exhalations. And again, it's another series of short stories. 
and um, I was excited to read it. I was a little hesitant about jumping into fiction. I generally read mostly nonfiction, um, just because I find it's like more interesting. But my God, are these stories good? Like they are so good, dude. Um, the first one itself just so the nice thing I like about him is it's not just hey, here's a bunch of, like, sci-fi dystopian worlds, right? Mm-hmm. He actually, like, tackles more of, like, a human emotional element. Like, let's talk about love or the impact that your past decisions can make on your future. Um, like, trying to change your destiny or something like that. Or a relationship with a non-living organism. And how does that blossom into something that questions what love actually means kind of a thing. So really good book um and the stories aren't that long i think the longest one in there was about 100 pages 110 pages but none of it is complex it's not hard to read most like i think the shortest one was like three or four pages um and and they all happen in different locations in the world like um one of them was in the middle east the other one was set in like old england um another one was set in like japan another one set like it's just it's so well done i think it's like 10 bucks to get the paperback copy on amazon um yeah it's it's really easy read i mean you can go through a story in like 20 minutes um i highly recommend it it's it's so good no that sounds cool i mean it kind of sounds like an anthology but kind it of is, yeah. kind of in the line of like black mirror um in pretty the much that yeah it, like it takes on complex things in the future I, I mean black mirror was a bit more dystopian to start with but i feel like they kind of yeah. fell into a bit smaller like how does love work in the future like stuff like that and how does that connection work um i'm just looking it up on uh the good old amazon <sighs> the good old Am- the jeff bezos money printing machine um pretty much um it's it's sad uh i see barnes and nobles now as helping out a small bookstore retailer so i've bought all my books as of late from barnes and noble which is again not the right way to think about buying books but com- but compared to how big amazon is like at least I'm giving local people local jobs, right? Like, that's the way I see it. And again, that is so wrong on so many levels, but it's just, that's the world I live in. Anyway, uh, that's our Anywho, show. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully the occasional sporadic uh, crackle from air uh, from Alex's uh, microphone did not take away from the lovely content he was sharing. I gotta um, keep it I, spicy. Yeah, a little, a little yeah exactly. Right, exactly. We, you know, we keep each other on our toes, um, and he just kind of gets in your ears as worms. Um, but that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hopefully, you didn't miss us too much, but we're going to try and be back on a regular cadence um, every two weeks. Get back into your ears. Uh, start sharing some more stuff. Um, so it's not this sort of like, oh my god, we're going to do a life update, but we can actually get back into some more of the design thinking stuff that we really, really like to talk about. Um, and yeah, that's our show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you haven't registered to vote, please register to vote. There's a lot of stuff happening in politics. Midterms are around the corner. Um, if recall you haven't watched the news, that, that, right? There's a recall in California. Yep. yep. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, if you haven't watched the news, there's a lot of stuff happening globally and internationally. Um, so again, your vote counts. Uh, so please register to vote. And music is by Lewis. Hit him up on the Instagrams. Uh, he makes some great stuff. 
Uh, so check him out. Always open to do some collaborations. Really cool guy. Uh, hit up Alex on the tweet bots, the Instagrams. Hit me up on the tweet bots and Instagrams. Anything you'd like to hear, anything that was incorrect in our statements from earlier today, please let us know. Um, don't email us. Just write to us on a social media application because that's a little bit easier. Um, and yeah, that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Um, it's so funny. I literally haven't been on Twitter, like, like seriously in weeks. And I you hate know you. what? My life is way better for it.